All right, well, if you have your Bibles, uh, we're in our series at the moment, the series called Passion. And I believe God is stirring a fresh passion within each and every one of us as believers. And how many of you remember, does anyone remember the real meaning of passion? Can anyone remember? Just shout it out. Anyone remember? What is it? What is it? Sacrifice. Sacrifice? What else? What else? What is it? There you go. You win a hundred dollars. Suffer for what you love. Amen. And so that's what real passion is. I mean, who, who thought that, you know, passion was something of, you know what, we're just so energetic, on fire. Yeah, well, that's passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the real meaning is just what Sister Rachel said, a willingness to suffer for what you love. A willingness to suffer for what you love. That's passion because when you read or you see the word compassion, that means a willingness to suffer with another and so here it is the passion of of christ if you were to google passion you'll see the great example of jesus christ modeling this for us real passion at work that even he was uh, you know what mocked for his faith even when he was beaten even when he was uh, left by the disciples jesus christ had this passion because he was like you know what i love these people so much to the obedience amen to the to the point of death the bible tells us that's passion can you say amen and we ought to be believers that model that represent jesus christ and his passion can you say amen amen jesus says narrow is the gate difficult is the way amen but it leads to eternal life and so many times christians get it mixed up that when they start you know they give their lives to christ but then all of a sudden things get a bit difficult all of a sudden they face some hard uh, problems in their lives and then they begin to fall back they go back to their sin but we need to understand real passion is not just emotion amen real passion is not just going through the motions and say oh yeah i was on fire for one week but then i did the fire died down no no this is what passion is it's a willingness to suffer for what you love do you love jesus come on do you love god we ought to love him with all our heart and sometimes it's going to take God, sometimes it's going to take sweat and tears because that's what Jesus did. And in our text, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3 is our text for our series uh, this month. And it reads this in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3. It says, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing. I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you. Amen. Which dwelt first in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice. I want you to catch it right there. There's this uh, lineage right there. There's this uh, heritage being passed on down from generation to generation. And it's a genuine faith. And then he says to uh, Timothy, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God, help us tonight, Lord, as we understand your word. God, I pray, Lord, let us get this revelation, Lord God, that we shall continue, Lord God, to live this faith here on this side of eternity, God. I pray, Lord God, may we be on fire ever, even in these last days, Lord God, that you'd raise up men and women with real passion. In Jesus' mighty name, all God's people said, Amen. And so here it is, you know, Paul is writing to this young man, Timothy, and he's saying, Timothy, this faith that's in you, it's been passed down 
from your grandmother. It's now in your mother. And he's saying to Timothy, he's saying, Timothy, let it not stop with you. Timothy, let it not uh, stop with you because it's been passed down from generation to generation. Don't let it stop with you. He's saying you got to stir it up. Stir up the gift that's within you. Make it into a blazing fire. He's encouraging Timothy. You know what, Timothy, you got to be uh, active in your faith. Because how many know the challenge for us as Christians is, you know what, we can lose that fire. We can lose that passion from time to time. Amen. We can, you know what, get fatigued and all of a sudden we're just, you know, we don't want to do God's will anymore. We're just so, you know what, our flesh takes over. We don't want to get out of bed and pray. <laughs> we don't want to get out of bed and, and seek God. You know, we can come to church and, oh man, whoo, man, this presence of God was powerful. It was awesome. And then you wake up in the morning, the next day it's like, oh man, I don't feel anything. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, man, I got to go to work now. But that's what it is. You got to get up in the morning. It's passion, man. It's what it takes. It moves you from emotion. This passion, it moves from emotion. It moves to something greater. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit. It tells us in that verse, God didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And so tonight, I want to talk about the issue right here, that something that can rob us of our passion, something that can rob us uh, from our joy is this right here. It's bitterness. Amen. I want to preach a message tonight. Bitter or better. Amen. You are either bitter or you're better. And here it is. Sometimes in life, Number one, if you're taking note, bitterness will rob you of your spiritual passion. Come on, how, how many have been bitter before? <laughs> how, many, how, how many have been bitter before? Oh, no, not me. Oh, you know, I'm, a, I'm just a Christian. I'm just, you know, I'm fine. You know, I never get bitter. <laughs> it's like, man, you lie. Come down to the altar, repent of your sin. Hallelujah. You know what? Hey, we've all been there. Amen. We've all been bitter to, uh, to someone. We've hold this bitterness. We've hold grudges towards a person. Man, there are people who are behind bars because of bitterness. Amen. The word bitterness means exhibiting strong animosity, a sour spirit towards another person, a display of anger and resentment. You know, all of us, we battle with this. We face bitterness every single day in our lives. And there's not one person in this room that has never had to deal with bitterness. Amen. There's no one in this room that, you know what, you've had a fallout with someone. Amen. Bitterness will rob us of our passion. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, it gives us this great insight. Hebrews 12, verse 14 through to 15, it reads this, Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Look carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up and cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Many become defiled. Pursue peace with all people and holiness. Think about these words that uh, Paul is writing here, without which no one will see the Lord. So he's talking about this issue of bitterness. That if you hold this unforgiveness in your heart, he's saying, listen, this is challenge. There's a warning. You ain't going to see God. And Jesus talked about this. Listen, you got to forgive those. If you can't forgive, forgiveness is refused to you. And so here's the challenge for us as believers. We can uh, be on fire for Jesus. We can be on, we, yes, we can come to church, but yet we have bitterness towards someone. And listen, that's going to rob you of your destiny. 
That's going to rob you of your future. That's going to rob you of real passion inside you that's going forward in God. And then you'll see all of a sudden, everyone is coming to church, get saved. They'll do good. They'll, they'll be, and then all of a sudden, you're, you're back here thinking, man, why aren't I? Why aren't I growing? Why aren't I moving forward? We have to, we have to examine our lives. Is there something within me that I'm holding on to? Is there something within me that, you know what, I've, I need to let go of? Because I'm telling you, people can live with bitterness for years and years and years and years. And all of a sudden, there's this root that is taking ground deep within you, the soil of your heart. It's taking root in your heart that you can't love anymore, that you don't have true joy anymore. You can, you can put on a front for so long, but all of a sudden there's this root deep down inside of you that it's like, you know what, it's causing trouble. And it says, by this many become defiled. The word for bitterness, Greek is pikria, which means to poison. Bitterness. It's, it's taking root inside your heart. There's this poison that begins to flow through your heart. It's contaminating your faith. It's contaminating your judgment, your perspective on how you see the word of God and people, how you see Jesus. Because all of a sudden, there's this poison within you. And it's taken down deep as a root deep into your life. All of a sudden, you find yourself speaking evil. All of a sudden, you find yourself hating people. All of a sudden, you've got this nasty spirit within you. It's like, where did that come from? Listen, this is why we can't afford as believers to for let our hearts be bitter. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says this, Keep your heart with all diligence. Other translations says you've got to guard your heart. You've got to be diligently guarding that thing like a warrior that stands guard in his position. You got to guard it and say, you know what? No, I'm not going to allow things to come into my life. No, I'm not going to allow so-and-so to try and rob me of my joy. I'm not going to let this person come and try and affect my life. Listen, you got to guard your heart with all diligence. Because the following words say this, for out of it spring the issues of life. Out of it flows how you will handle life. Out of it flows how you respond in life. And the key to all of this, how do we, how do we find uh, soil again this bitterness that's been I guess corrupted this soil that's been corrupted by bitterness how do we deal with it it's through repentance it really is that simple it's through repentance if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and seek my face turn from their ways and seek the Lord then I will hear from heaven and then I will heal their land. Repentance comes in. He begins to, Jesus begins to heal your land. Begins to uproot every work of bitterness within you. Repentance is the key. Matthew chapter 6 verse 12. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. I mean this is Jesus is teaching his disciples to pray. Listen to it. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Verse 14. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Listen, this is why the writer Paul is saying, pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Pursue peace. It's talking about, listen, you've got to run after it. Pursue peace. So let's talk about number two, overcoming bitterness and maintaining our spiritual passion because this is what we want to do 
as a church, as believers, just like uh, that was preached this morning, the power of the Holy Ghost to continue flowing, flowing out of our hearts, flowing out of our belly. Listen, sometimes bitterness would come in and begin to poison your passion, begin to uh, dim down your fire because of people. But you need to understand, you got to pursue peace with all people. You got to strive to maintain right relationship with people. You got to pursue peace. You got to seek him out. You got to say, you know what the Bible tells us? You got to leave your gift at the altar and go make right, make, make amends with so and so, make right with that person that you've got an issue with. Jesus talks about it. He says to his disciples, listen, if a brother or so and so has an issue with you, go to him and him alone. Sort it out. Pursue peace. Jesus is saying, forgive. And I mean, the world is complete opposite. The world is like, yeah, oh, did I? Oh, my goodness. Who is she? Oh, my. He, oh, let's get the boys, man. Let's get. But yet here in our text, you know what? This is why it's so different. Christianity is not like the culture we live in. Come on now. Christianity is totally different from the world. God's word says, pursue peace. Jesus says, pray for those who spitefully use you. Jesus is saying, man, listen, we don't live to a lower standard. We don't go down where they are. Listen, no, no, no. We have a higher standard, which is the word of God. That all Christians should to live according to his word that says, you know what? I'm not going to allow bitterness. I'm not going to allow people to, uh, you know, affect my faith because all of a sudden, listen, our, our fight, our battle isn't with people. I mean, we're just short-sighted if we got an issue with so-and-so and everything else. Listen, the real battle is up here in the heavenly places. Yeah. We're fighting a battle that, you know what, the devil's laughing back and saying, Haha, man, these guys are on the same team and they're killing each other. Man, the devil's like, man, I, I ain't even touching them. They're, they're already fighting amongst themselves. And yet, here it is. The church should rise up and begin to see, hey, this is a spiritual matter here. This is something that's above what I can't see. We need to put on some new perspectives. We need to get the word of God. Get, go, to, go to spec savers. <laughs> go to Jesus Christ. Get some uh, new perspective and say, yeah, okay, I'm looking through the right lenses. Come on now, because I'm telling you, if you're looking in the wrong specs, everything's blurry. If you're looking through your own eyes and you're seeing people who they are, listen, you ain't going to forgive them. If you're looking by your own, uh, you know what, uh, your own mentality, you're living the way you think, listen, that's not how it's going to work. And listen, you'll end up living a bitter person. You'll end up being old and bitter. That's the truth. But Jesus doesn't want you to be bitter. He wants you to be better. So we are to make war with sin with the enemy but not with people a great lesson to learn is people are not the enemy satan is the real enemy and the challenge for us as believers is to pursue peace it means to follow it man chase after peace with all people when dealing with the problem don't just shove it on the carpet listen go and make ends seek peace with them not strife and make it priority man listen if God's going to forgive me I'm going to go to that person if God if I want forgiveness I need to go to that person and and even if I'm right I'm, I, want, I don't want to be living with bitterness where every time I go walking down the street and I see someone I'm avoiding or I go listen we ought not to live like that we ought to be free men and women who are so free and like you know what the spirit of God comes upon us there's a liberty there's this total deliverance there's this 
unexplainable joy. There's this unexplainable peace because of the fact that someone has repented, because someone has decided to forgive and let go, because someone has to, the guts to say, listen, I've been forgiven by the Most High, God, Jesus Christ, that I'm able to now love just as He loved. I'm able to now forgive as He forgave me. I'm able to release things now because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Romans chapter 12 verse 17 says, Repay no one, evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Church, we ought to live peaceably with all men. All men. Your ability to resolve conflict and maintain a good heart, listen, it lies solely on you, my brother. It lies solely on you, my sister. The Bible says that it depends on you. You're the one who needs to take responsibility. You're the one with the bitterness. You're the one that needs to go and say, you know what? Hey, listen, I want to forgive. Uh, you know what? Don't hold on to it, my brother. Don't hold on to bitterness, my sister. It, you got to let it go. I mean, it's true. There are going to be some people who don't want peace with you. Others who don't want to resolve the conflict. But you, you must maintain a right heart. You must pursue peace. You must need to guard your life, guard your heart, and weed out these roots of bitterness that you find in your life. You've got to examine your own heart. You've got to look in, inward inside your heart and say, just like David prayed in Psalms chapter 139, verses 23 to 24, Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Get that. Lead me in the way everlasting. It's talking about everlasting life. God, I don't want to have this unforgiveness within me that I don't know, you know what, everlasting life. That God won't forgive me. Listen, we need to forgive so that God can forgive us. If you don't forgive your brothers and sisters... Listen, forgiveness is refused to you. If you don't forgive your spouse in your marriage, if you don't forgive your parents, you got to forgive your children, someone in your workplace. Listen, we got to take this seriously because this brings true deliverance. I mean, this brings this true joy. It's found right here. Let not bitterness rob us from passion. That you know what, it's what we love to do. We love to seek God. We love to outreach. But let not bitterness come in and take over that it hinders revival in your family, in your life, in our church. Let's live peaceably with one another. Let God restore your relationships. Can you say amen? So that God can restore spiritual passion. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Very simple message tonight. I believe it's so relevant. I mean, we can preach this every single week I don't know about you but man there's there's a lot of things that, you know, that come to my mind I remember when you know my own life my own family I had to forgive my mother I had to forgive my dad I had to forgive come to the terms to actually forgive myself what about you tonight may, may the prayer of David be yours God search me oh God See if there be any wicked way within me. Search us, Lord God. God, we want to be totally free, delivered. 
God, I pray tonight, Lord, let bitterness, this root of bitterness, God, be healed through repentance. It starts with you tonight. My brother, my sister, I want to give an invitation. Maybe you're here tonight and you're not saved. Maybe you're here tonight, your heart's not right with God. You know this is you tonight. God is dealing with you about your sin. The Bible tells us your sin is what separates us. Our sin separates us from the love of God. The Bible tells us that it's appointed for man to die once, then comes judgment. I want to ask you the question, brother, sister, where will you spend eternity if you were to die tonight? Where will you spend eternity? Is it heaven or is it hell? You're here, you're not saved. You know you're not right with God. You wouldn't make heaven your home. Can you lift your hand with mine very quickly? Say, yes, that's me. I'm not saved. I need forgiveness. If that's you, raise your hand with mine and say, yes, pastor, that's me. I want forgiveness. If you're backslidden, maybe that's you. you you've gone away from the Lord and you, you're backslidden in your heart. And tonight you want to come back to Christ. If that's you, won't you raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. I need forgiveness. Raise your hand with mine and say, yes, pastor, that's me. Pray for me. If that's you, raise your hand. Lift your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. I'm away from God. I'm not saved. I'm backslidden. I'm away from God. I know I wouldn't make heaven my home. Lift up your hand tonight and say, yes, that's me. God is speaking to people tonight. Make a decision. Give your life to Jesus. Let Him heal your heart. Let Him heal you. Let Him forgive you. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. God loves you, my brother. God loves you, my sister. He doesn't want you to perish. He wants you to have eternal life, everlasting life. You're not saved. Raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. I count it a privilege and honor to pray a simple prayer with you. You're here. You want to get saved. But raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. Amen. Church, these altars are open. Why don't you come and find a place to pray? Are you holding on to bitterness? It might be something years and years ago that have happened. Tonight's the night to let it go. Tonight's the night to say, you know what, God, I'm, I'm going to lay it down at this altar. Pursue peace. You're here tonight and you're holding on to some bitterness, some anger towards a person. Leave it here at this altar. Leave it here tonight. Allow God to forgive you and then go back and forgive whoever it is. Let them go. Release them. Set them free. God, I pray right now, you restore relationships. God, I pray right now, God, that you heal every broken heart. You heal every soul. Lord God, here in this house, Lord God, that has bitterness. Lord, I pray, God, as repentance takes place, true repentance, Lord God, unfolds in a church. God, I pray, let healing take place. I pray, let love, God, begin to find root in our lives. Lord God, I pray, let the seed be planted on good soil. Lord God, that it can yield fruit. God, I pray and ask right now that you'd minister upon the lives of men and women. Lord God, as we continue, Lord God, to seek you, Lord, let us seek forgiveness. God, I pray right now, Lord God, that you would indeed open up the heavens, pour out your spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, have you right away, Lord. Oh God, I pray, Father God, minister right now, Lord God, minister by your spirit. Touch, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, right now, minister by the power of your Holy Ghost. Oh, God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus.